0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the next installment of Vader's Basement. Um, It's been a a little bit, we had a little bit of a delay. One week.
1: It's been one week. It's been one One week, exactly.
0: Got a little bit busy, but um, you know, we're back, and uh, this one I think is worth the wait. Um, This is a a fun episode that we have ahead, so uh, I'll let Jared say hello. Hello. (laughs) And uh, let's get right into it. So, um, today's episode is going to be based on the Star Wars concept aptly uh, dubbed the Filoni-verse. Um, For those who don't know, Dave Filoni is a wonderful man, a uh, Star Wars content creator. He was uh, part of projects such as Clone Wars, Rebels... Uh, he had a hand in the resistance as well. And this is kind of our look at what he has done so far. And these projects in these shows aren't exclusively him. John Favreau has had a lot of hand and there have been lots of other I mean, George Lucas had a hand in cloners as well. Like there there are a lot of people, so calling it the Faluniverse doesn't mean it's just his uh, his series alone, but uh, he has had a hand in all of these, and so that's where the connection comes from. So, yeah.
1: the thing that we're always remember with Star Wars is it's such a monumentous just thing that there are just, just countless number of people have have a hand in in dictating the content, but yeah. Feloni is definitely a very key player in
0: all of these. And we and and I call him out, and we call him out, uh, and I think it's called the Filoni-verse a lot of uh, in part because of. How influential George Lucas was in mentoring Dave Filoni. Yeah, yeah. Um, George and Dave spent a lot of time together for the Clone Wars. Uh, there's a whole history behind Dave Filoni. I believe he worked on uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, good start there. Good start. Yeah, great, solid start, and then went over to Clone Wars, which is a next, you know, great next step. So, but um, he spent a lot of time with George Lucas, and I think. He, of all people, of all directors, producers, people we've seen in Star Wars for the past 10 years, I think he has shown to be the most reliable, or one of the most reliable, and uh, enjoyable content creators. Mm-hmm. He's not alone Consistent. there. Consistent, yeah. I, he's not alone. I think John Favreau has done a really good job. I think there have been a lot of really good projects that involve neither of those two, but... Um, for the sake of today's episode, we're kind of <laughs> going to dive into what he has had his hand in and how it could all be interconnected. So um, I think first, I just kind of want to talk about the projects he's worked on yeah. and uh, just kind of debrief a little bit of each of them. So yeah, I think the first thing we should do
1: is list the projects that um, are kind of broadly considered within the the floatyverse. Yeah. And so the first project is everybody's favorite. The Clone Wars. This is where he was. I think he was introduced to Star Wars, as Liam mentioned. He was mentored by George Lucas. This is when a lot of that stuff happened. Um, this is where I want to point out the fun fact that because he came from Avatar: The Last Airbender, there is a clone in the Clone Wars named Appa, and he's got an arrow on his head, on his helmet. It's fantastic. It's cool. I actually great didn't little know that. Easter Great little Easter egg. Yeah. Um, but but so we start with
0: we start with the Clone Wars. Yep. And then from there we move on to Rebels. Yeah. So, Rebels was a really good tie-in. It was, you know, the Clone Wars in and of itself was uh, a un- unique concept, I guess, is uh, what I want to say. It it definitely carried through uh, a different take on Star Wars than what we had seen with the movies. And Rebels was an interesting response to that because Rebels did not feature any of the main cast of star wars when you started off clone wars you had anakin you had obi-wan you had yoda you had mace windu you had the clones you had all these with rebels season one of rebels okay, did yeah. not <laughs> did not feature season one of rebels did not start out the story did not start Correct, yeah. with yeah. main star wars characters and so that was kind of an interesting look at how are you going to tie these into the broader narrative? And when, I know when I first started watching it, I was kind of thinking to myself, "Man, this is kind of a a little bit of an odd show. It doesn't really connect to the bigger picture." And uh, let's just say four seasons through, I was very, very, <laughs> very wrong,
1: <laughs> as we will talk about. I mean, yeah, what? Who? We we do ultimately get some characters in there that were yeah. that were in the series. We get Java. We get <laughs> <laughs> if you know, yeah. you know. Yeah. You get those um, bladder
0: pigs. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of fun stuff.
1: <laughs> but but that that was the first series that Disney produced. Correct. And so so uh, Dave Filoni was given a lot of agency there, and the the transition from Clone Wars to Rebels. I'm I'm gonna be honest. When I finished Clone Wars, when Rebels came out, I like boycotted Rebels for a long time. I don't think I actually watched Rebels until it was actually all the way out. Really, um, I not not for any particular reason. Um, just for like the Disney reason or anything like that but because when I had seen episodes it was marketed towards more more towards kids yeah. but the the lore rich the story rich aspect of it is amazing right yeah. but, but coming off of Clone Wars it's hard to transition from Clone Wars to Rebels right because in yeah. Clone Wars you have like people getting cut in half with Iris doors <laughs> and it's a gritty war movie yeah. or like war show and like people are dying left and right and in Rebels if you have a face you will not die on screen
0: Right. right, like pretty you know, much stormtroopers. Only die. stormtroopers. Yeah, it's pretty much and only stormtroopers. Tie fighters. That's it. They're the only ones. That yeah, yep, yeah.
1: So, so from that perspective, that wasn't appealing to me at the time, but the story is absolutely fantastic, yeah. and we see this trend of the series getting to be more and more marketed towards a younger audience with the next installment. <clears throat> with the next installment being Star Wars Resistance, so. which is a is yeah.
0: well, I I wouldn't say it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> There were a couple of uh, parts of this show, of Star Wars Resistance, that were interesting. The rest of it was very uninteresting. So, the beautiful thing they did is they tied it into the
1: sequels really well. Like, you see yeah. things happen. Uh, spoiler, when Hosnian and Prime blows up, like, you see, the, you see that happen. Like, they're watching it on a, yeah. like, a hollow vid. Yeah. And you see Hux give his speech, and, like, yeah. their soldiers... Like first order stormtroopers around the galaxy are actually watching that one too, so that's actually kind of another added layer. It's, it's not just in. the people right there that was broadcast out everywhere. Yeah. So you see all that happen and stuff like that. So tie in really good. Mm-hmm. But overall, like I, I, I don't. I think maybe two people die in that entire show. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it was of it the was two not seasons, and it lot. and it got, it ended, um. It ended with. Uh, it ended with the second season, yes. So, um, so that was so that was next. Then the following um, Resistance, the next series
0: that he works on, it's kind of timeline. I don't really know what 20, you know they produce and release. I don't really know what the timeline was. Yeah. Well, right. So, yeah. so that's where uh, he came out. Dave Filoni had a part in Mandalorian. This is kind of a part where I want to just quick give a plug to. Bryce Dallas Howard because she was one of those she's one of those other people with the with the Mandalorian yeah you know Faloni was uh, an inspirational part of the Mandalorian and he worked on it but this is where you start to see John Favreau come in Bryce Dallas Howard comes in and she's done some great episodes I'm pretty sure she's going to be directing is she directing Kenobi she's working on a project I can't remember, I can't remember which it's, project
1: the, it might be Andor.
0: Was that Andor? I don't think it was
1: Andor. No, so so the the thing is, is that the way that they treat the Mandalorian is John Favreau and Dave Filoni, being that they are fantastic directors and producers. I mean, just content managers. They use they use the Mandalorian as a vessel to get
0: and test. Directors for potential Star Wars content. Well, and this is and this is where we see, you know, with the Clone Wars, with Rebels, with Resistance. Those are kind of three of Dave's pet projects. He has a big hand in those. John Favreau did so much with Marvel. When we see Mandalorian come to fruition, it's this great mind of Star Wars combined yeah. with this great mind from Marvel coming together to really incorporate Star Wars with new life after there was some lackluster. Movie releases. They, they, you know, if you were around watching The Mandalorian when it came out, it was the thing. Everyone was talking about Baby Yoda. Everyone was talking about The Mandalorian. (laughs) Everyone was talking about, well, sorry, Grogu. Everyone was talking about. You know, this was, (laughs) this was uh, the thing. So, Mandalorian is where you see Dave next. Um, After Mandalorian, we see him working on and releasing Bad Batch, season one. He was a part of that as well. Kind of same thing. Um, he had a hand in that. That kind of gets back to that Clone Wars style of animation. Yeah. Yeah. It's really kind of a continuing the story of the Clone Wars after season seven. Season eight, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, just like Book yeah, of I mean, Boba Fett, which we'll get to next, is kind of like Mandalorian season two and a half. The Bad <laughs> Badge is really just Clone Wars season eight. It's, yeah. But new characters, so that's good. And new concepts, that's good. So, um,. We've got Book of Boba Fett is the most recent project he's worked on that uh, he de- had a hand in as well. Again, you know, the the actual producing versus directing. I, he doesn't direct every episode, but I believe he produced or co-produced every episode. Yeah, so. he's content manager. Yeah. So Continuity manager. after Book of Boba Fett, so we have Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance, The Mandalorian Season 1 and 2, Bad Batch Season 1, and Book of Boba Fett. Coming up, we actually have the TV shows that are going to be released. He's going to be working on uh, the book, uh, the Bad Batch season two. Right. In addition to the Ahsoka show. Right. Which I don't know that that's officially confirmed, but he created Ahsoka. So I would find well, I it, it yeah. very hard to believe if and he no. did not. Well, work it the, on that was the Ahsoka one series. episode he directed from season two, wasn't it? Right. Well, yeah. yeah. He, so Mandalor- Mandalorian season two. Or, the no, one episode. Book of Boba Fett. And Man- Well, yeah, so the yeah. Book of Boba Fett yeah. episode yeah. that was focused on Ahsoka, he directed, and a lot of the Mandalorian stuff that included Ahsoka, he directed. Yeah, so of course. this is where you start to see this theme of why is this called the Felony verse This is where I want to mention that one of the other reasons is not just that he's had his hand in these projects, but characters that he's worked on and developed run throughout these series. So yeah. now that we've kind of talked about these shows, I think it's a good time to start mentioning the characters of these shows and why they're important. Yeah.
1: So that's... so, And this kind of ties us into... What what we're going to do next is we're going to talk about how all these shows are connected. And then we're going to give you how they're going to continue to be connected and what that's going to mean for the following seasons. And this whole chapter of Star Wars, really. Because this this is going to really be the next few seasons of, an, yeah. of the next couple of shows. It's like not yeah. everything's going to be resolved in the next
0: two years. I, th- I think this is probably right. like a five-year plan to get all this out. So excuse uh, us if this is a bit redundant on information, but this is kind of the point at which this information that we've just gone over is all important because of where it's leading. Yeah. I will also say we are going to get into, you know, I, I We'll try not to get into some specific spoilers. I don't like to give away story plots and stuff like that. No, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, broad themes for, hey, this person isn't dead. This person is alive. This person is in this location right now. Like, we're going to be talking about that stuff. So if there are episodes of... Uh, the Clone Wars, Rebels, Mandalorian, Bad Batch, Book of Boba Fett, you haven't seen and don't want to have major spoilers for, yeah. I would say pause the episode, come back at a point where you feel a little more comfortable, and uh, and you can kind of tie in with what we're talking about. Um, so, just a quick warning.
1: Yeah, fair enough. So, let's start with Ground Zero. Yes. Ground Zero, character numero uno is charge our banks. Oh, well, yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> so Ahsoka is character number one. Yes. Right, and, and you kind of, you touched on that. Ahsoka was a character that was like especially created by George Lucas and Dave Filoni, and now that George has moved on, you have Dave Filoni carrying the mantle of Ahsoka right. through what seems like every single possible Star Wars show
0: and content that exists, right. she pops up.
1: Ahsoka <laughs>
0: is a major part of the Clone Wars. Yep. She becomes a major part of Rebels. She is becoming a major part of the Mandalorian. She hasn't specifically shown her face in the Bad Batch, but that I think is kind of the only project we see, you know, because we see her in the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett, she's going to have her own show. Like Ahsoka is very, very central to this Filoni verse that's being created. She is really the central plot line that we're seeing. And that will come back, uh, later to, uh, be an important theme. But one of the other characters that we see throughout a lot of these, in less than Ahsoka, but in a lot of these still, is Rex, right? Rex is in Clone Wars. Rex is in Rebels. He hasn't shown his face in live action yet, but he was in the Bad Batch as well. So throughout the, at least the animated series, he has been uh, a constant. So. Very, again, important to the story, and not only important to the story for his own purposes, but important for Ahsoka as well. Correct. He and Ahsoka yeah. are very close, have done a lot together, and when we leave off in Cloners Season 7, and, like, it's those two. Like, those two are it. And then when we pick up in Rebels, she and Rex are working together still. You know, like... Um, well, I guess kind of. They 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 are connected, um, but we see, you know, Bad Batch. They have some connection. So th- there is a lot between Rex and Ahsoka.
1: Yeah. So then, so then the next p- group of people that w- that should be mentioned for. The Clone Wars is the Bad Batch. So, obviously, we have we have the Bad Batch introduced in the Clone Wars in Season yeah. 7. They were actually in for a, a, a bit longer in the unfinished episodes. Right. So, when Disney took over, there were episodes that weren't ever completed. Mm-hmm. Um, those episodes were shelved, but we still had the information on them. And one of those arcs was the Bad Batch arc. They got to go back, and I think it's, I mean, it's different. They got to go and flesh that out and actually get in that season seven. in season seven. Yeah. So we
0: had them introduced in season seven, of course, then they get their own show. Right. And in their own show, this is kind of where things start to heat up a bit. Yeah. So in the Bad Batch, you not only see Rex, but we also see Hera, who was in Rebels. So let me transfer over to Rebels real quick. Yeah. We <laughs> see Rex, we see Ahsoka, right? But the main characters that are of importance in Rebels are Ezra, Hera, Sabine, and then a mystery character, which we'll use later. We'll bring him back up. Hint, it's a him. Um, So, Ezra, Hera, and Sabine are some, some big figures that matter in Rebels. Right? So, then back to Bad Batch, we see Hera in the Bad Batch. And this is really cool because it gives some connection between Hera and Omega. Not a whole lot to work with. I don't know that that means they're, you know, sisters for life and pen pals, but... Um, I think it's <laughs> I think it's an interesting connection to have and it's something that they can work off of We, we and we talked about our predictions for Bad Batch
1: season 2 season 3 in right. the future Hera's coming back Yeah, we think you know, yep. Hera, Hera will be back we still have the unfinished arc of mm-hmm. her mother um, dying mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we already said spoilers it's yeah okay. spoiler. um, so th- there is that mm-hmm. um, but her dad is like a he's, he's a secondary character but Chem uh, Syndulla is in the clones. Bad Batch he's in the Clone Wars mm-hmm. he's in Rebels um yep because they go to they go to Ryloth when there's the uh, yeah they have the uh, the carrier over, over. so so he's kind of all over the yeah. place there's also one of the more ca- the new canon
0: books has him in it he mm-hmm. is what I would classify as a classic rebel terrorist anyway mm-hmm. continue um and then <laughs> and then we see Fennec In the Bad Batch. Correct. And she then brings us back over to the Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. And in these two shows, we see characters such as Ahsoka. Again, we see the Mandalorian brought up. We see Boba Fett. We see Fennec. And we see Bo-Katan. And this is interesting because Bo-Katan popping up in the Mandalorian means that there's the potential for more Mandalorians. We we don't just have the Mandalorian, Din Djarin. We also have Bo-Katan. And then if you look back to Rebels, Sabine Wren is there. So, you know, you, you have these connection points where these are all spider webbing in amongst each other. And up to this point, I think that each of these shows having characters is cool, but I don't think they've been super integrated yet. That leaves us with the Ahsoka show. And this is where Jared and I have talked about I think we're going to see everything mesh. So in the Ahsoka show, you have some confirmed characters. right? You yeah. have some characters that have been cast. You have Ahsoka, obviously. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> <And> then, oh. <laughs> what? How could you see that coming? <laughs> I don't know. That's a stretch, man. I'm basically a Jedi. Uh, <laughs> just... You have the uh, casting done for Sabine. Yeah. You have the casting for... Ezra you have the casting for Rex and then you also have casting for the character who we're going to mesh everything together
1: so Liam and I have mentioned this character multiple times before and he is he is perhaps my favorite
0: Star Wars character he's one of the smartest one of these is, most intelligent characters that we see yeah, one of the most formidable characters the Sherlock
1: Holmes of Star Wars he really is um Thrawn or Mithran Nauruadu I was trying want, to think uh, of, a, of, a, of a joke Naruadu. to say real quick I was really <laughs> trying to get it in there
0: um, Ben Solo Ben Solo Thrawn
1: is an absolute fantastic and brilliant character and uh, um, we, we see Thrawn in the cinematic universe inside of Rebels so that's where he's connected first in the cinematic universe Introduced there in are, Rebels yeah, yeah there are a number of books for which Liam is judgingly looking at me because mm. I haven't gone through them
0: um, quick note the books about Theron are not produced or... Uh, they're not... Uh, they don't have Dave Filoni working on them. Correct. The books are... The, there's two sets of books. The current books are worked on by Timothy Zahn. Correct. The original An books were G. worked on by Timothy Zahn. Absolutely. So, yeah. so <laughs> this is the Filoni slash Zahn verse, I so, think, is yeah. what we need to rename this.
1: Well, so that... And that comes down to... And I think... and if we, think we mentioned this before but there was the I think it's the Rise of the Empire books that may be incorrect but so not so but there, there were a, there was a set of books where Thrawn is the antagonist and these were old books they actually were in a large yeah, the part 90s, reinvigorated think, right? maybe early period? 80s I think maybe maybe it was 90s reinvigorated the Star Wars writing universe right not canon anymore but when Disney decanonized it they said hey you know basically could you rewrite Thrawn so he got to rewrite his character's Again, um, and so this is a reimagined version of the those original that original character that was yeah. introduced. So there are some details that are different, but one of these big tie-ins, and I think Liam and I are gonna make a, a dedicated the the trek of Thrawn once I can finally get through all of these books <laughs> podcast. But in the original books, the no longer canon series, Thrawn launches his campaign from mount tantus
0: which is the base that was introduced in the end of bad batch so this is where we start to see these connection points right so thrawn is introduced in rebels as an imperial uh admiral grand admiral to you Grand Admiral. excuse me (laughs) in the bad batch we see mount tantus coming up uh, coming about and being used influentially in the mandalorian ahsoka says Where Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? Thrawn. That's (laughs) pretty straightforward. That's on the nose. You can't really, uh, you know, get more specific than that. Additionally, Thrawn was cast for Ahsoka. Yes, he was. So this is the point at which, you know, it's not a stretch for us to say Thrawn is going to be making his live-action debut. His very grand entrance. (laughs) in, In Ahsoka. I can again, I can hear
1: the Thrawn theme song in the background. Yeah, copyright you know, strike. Yeah. This
0: is where <laughs> everything meshes together. So, I think I've said that a bunch, but I, I'm really excited about this. Also, of note, we see uh, Thrawn's symbol mm-hmm. with the one lady, I forget her name, but in The Mandalorian, she's fighting Ahsoka. <laughs> eh, I think she died. Or yeah, she, you know, yeah oops um <laughs> but she the i believe it was the droids yep that was are it? under her employ or that are protecting her have Thrawn's crest correct on which, their shoulders which
1: is the which is the lady that
0: Thrawn or that that the, the ahsoka asks where right. is Krenado Thrawn. right so that's so she's connected through the mandalorian and we also see uh
1: if I, if I can note, too, yes. that the reason that planet's so desolate is because they're, she was, they talk about her mining the planet for everything it's worth. True. To gather
0: resources. Which sounds... Why? Resources are a very Thrawn thing see. to say. Why do you need resources? Right. So, I think it's important to ask two questions. We know that Thrawn is going to be a major player in Ahsoka. The two questions are, who does he lead? And who does he fight? And I think that this is where now, you know, we've seen that the Full has all these tie-ins. By the way, I've, I believe we forgot to mention, but uh, Rangers of the New Republic is actually also a show that is potentially going to be tied into this, right? So And potentially coming, potentially not, because of with, right, yeah. with
1: Gina Carano's situation, they seemingly
0: got rid of the show, but then now it looks like it might be back it's and this is kind of why i didn't really we didn't really mention it but i think it's important to say we could see something come from these rangers who yeah had gina carano and now they don't slash might if they recast her if you're wondering the rangers of the New republic would include um the likes of mr kim
1: from kim's convenience who (laughs) is in the x-wing constantly flying around speed checking mando
0: dave filoni One of the pilots is Dave Filoni. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, um, that is that. We don't really have any information on that right now as to how it could be included, but that could be another project that's included. But like I said, this question of who does Throne lead, who does he fight? Timeline wise, you know, we're we're post episode six, but it's also important to know that we're still. Probably 20 plus years before the events of episode 7. Sure. So there is a quarter of a century that passes in between The Mandalorian and episode 7, which I think is enough time to have important events happen. It's not long enough to have earth shattering events happen, potentially. I mean, I guess, to be
1: fair... So, one of these yeah. overarching things that it just looms over us when we make these predictions... Yeah. And ...like this, which is which can change, mm-hmm. but from the... Te- I think it's the text crawl on episode 7, it says that, if, if I'm not mistaken, and from other areas of lore, it does definitely say this, but that there are no conflicts between yeah. the end of episode 6... And episode seven with the like no large scale conflicts, yeah. so involving the New Republic. So that's where the who does he fight thing about Thrawn yeah. becomes very interesting. Because he, if Thrawn's fighting somebody, you have to throw everything you have at it. Otherwise, Thrawn's gonna kick your butt. Yeah. So um, that's where it's it's unlikely to me that we would see someone like the New Republic fighting them. But but
0: we'll we'll, we'll come to that. In a well, and so, I agree. And so I think that it is also unlikely that the new republic plays a role in fighting thrawn we see from the video game and you played it i didn't remind me star wars squadrons yeah the new republic decommissions their military in that correct or was that in star wars aftermath that was an aftermath it was an aftermath yeah we but both you read, read the... more of and i read the first one but not more than that i haven't i've haven't
1: read the second one oh, i we still, both only read the first one yeah so, because so, remember, they passed the bill right. that decommissions 90% of the Navy. correct? Which is why, as well, it's a justification book, is what it is. Because yeah. it justifies, in episode 7, when Hosnian Prime's destroyed, when the Hosnian right. system's destroyed, you can actually see the New Republic fleet. There's, like, a few Mon Cal- yes. Cala cruisers there and stuff like that. They all get destroyed. And you're like, that surely can't be the entire New Republic fleet. Right. But it is. Yeah. And so they tried to justify why it was like seven
0: ships that were in the frame that got completely right. destroyed rather than this giant right. armada. So Thrawn doesn't fight the New Republic because I think him in one of his battle cruisers would defeat them alone. His Star Destroyer is still going. Oh, yeah. Nice. I, I, well,
1: maybe. I think it's still going. I just think it's got whale power now. It's just <laughs> got whale power. <laughs> yeah. A so four wheel power so that's, engine. So that's something we didn't touch on, and, yes. and that's an important thing. And you know, this is this right here is a, is is a spoiler for Thrawn. I mean, obviously you're gonna know he's not dead. Yeah, we told you uh, Ezra's been cast. Obviously he's not dead. Yep. What happens is in the end of Clone Wars or Rebels. <laughs> in the end of Rebels. Thank you. Mm. Ezra confronts Ezra confronts Thrawn on the bridge of his star destroyer. And Ezra is very much so connected to nature with his force powers, and he uses, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I can't think of their name right now, but they're like Tabana gas-sucking space hyperspace
0: whales. Yep. That, they they can, that's their th- official th- name. They, they hyperspace, can... or Tabana gas-sucking hyperspace whales. <laughs> so they can, they can enter hyperspace. Yes.
1: So there's this giant blockade over Lothal. He has the, he calls these space whales to come and attack. They grab onto the Star Destroyer, grab onto Thrawn, but Thrawn's... About to get away, and Ezra holds him there with the force. The only way that Ezra can ensure that Thrawn does not get away is if he sees it through to the end, which I think is what he said. I have to see this through. And the space whales jump into hyperspace and take the Star Destroyer with them. They're wrapped up in it, right? And then in the very end, it's Ahsoka and it's Sabine, and they're going to fight. It's after the war. They're for After, Ezra. They're yeah. going to look for Ezra. After episode six. After yes. episode six yes. takes place. So they kind of, there's a time jump there. And then, and then you have that. And that's where all of this is now coming to fruition. Right. Um, so, so we have Ezra being cast. Yes. We have Thrawn being cast. We have Sabine being cast, right? And Ahsoka. So yep. we didn't see Sabine in Mando, right. but you can assume she was also doing her own digging or she was right. back with the ship or whatever it was. So again, who does he chopper, lead?
0: Who does he fight? hmm I think it's pretty clear that he's going to fight Ahsoka. Or at least Ahsoka's going to fight him. (laughs) I think she's out to get a bone to pick with him. Um, She's looking for Ezra. Sabine's looking for Ezra. I think this is where we start to see the tie-in to who he fights. Again, with the interconnectedness of this all, I think we see that Ezra and Sabine or I'm sorry, Ahsoka and Sabine looking for Ezra will lead them to Thrawn. Yes. Who do we see connected to Ahsoka and Sabine? And this is where Ahsoka is knowledgeable about Hera, and Sabine is very close with Hera. So, and so is I think Ezra. we see that tie-in. Hera right? is very close to Ezra. Right. And so I, see, well. I think we see right. this tie-in with... Ahsoka and Sabine looking for Ezra, they have the help of Hera as well. Who does Hera know? <laughs> Hera knows Rex, who Ahsoka well, also oh, knows, yeah, and right. Better, and so, yeah. so he could have a tie in there. Also, Hera knows Omega. Hera and Omega had a had an episode where they were helping each other out. Mm-hmm. And as Jared said, you know, we think that we're gonna see Hera in Bad Batch again. It's it's a stretch. It's not a guarantee that this is going to be connected. but this is where, you know, you could potentially see Omega come into play with her connection to Hera. How do we bring Bad batch into this full universe? Maybe it just stays before episode 4. Maybe maybe that's where they stay. However, there could be a connection with the animated universe here and bringing in Omega.
1: We are, I mean, we're already getting it. Because already, This is else? such
0: a big bridge already. I mean, we're already getting yeah. Sabine out.
1: We're going to get Ezra out. Yeah. We're getting Thrawn out. I mean, why yeah. not? Full yeah. sent. Bring Omega out. Bring Bad Batch out. Yeah. It's a lot of roles for Timoy Morrison well, to play Well, and
0: we see that
1: Ahsoka... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, we need you to get Jack. Yeah. <laughs> then we
0: need you to get a face tattoo. Then yep. we need you to go. <laughs> so, we see Ahsoka in The Mandalorian and in the Book of Boba Fett for the first time. So now this ties... Ahsoka to the Mandalorian with Grogu, right? So, could she call on the aid of the Mandalorian? And if she does, and if he is the Darksaber, then he leads the Mandalorians. It's true. Sabine, Those are the rules? Sabine might honor that. She might not, but Bo Katan probably will. Maybe.
1: Well, we have so to Sab- see. Sabine was the one who screwed it up for Bo Katan by giving it to her without it's conflict true. last time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this this she created that yep. whole scenario because Sabine won it in combat, um, and so here's the here's the uh, and she got training from Canon Jars on how to wield that thing, mm-hmm. and that's how we have some of the lore about it,
0: um, where he Caleb so he just, Doom, who by the way in is the season <laughs> one of the Bad Batch, is yeah, is connected with the Bad Batch, which is why he doesn't trust clones. Yeah. But he's so, dead, so, so he's yeah. Pop he's up. he he could be
1: force ghost. He bit the dust. He True. could force he ghost could. to Ezra. Yes. Oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah. So this is there's a lot a yes. lot to this, and, what, and this is another dis- disclaimer here where this is us throwing our Star Wars knowledge at it, yeah. and and you know again if we get two or three things on this correct on the on the dot, I'm pretty cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. There are, there is an infinite possibility of things yeah. that could actually happen. Well, here. and you but, see what they did with the Mandalorian—they so brought in Grogu. He yeah. couldn't have predicted that, you know. Like. So, well, so here's 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 a connection that I see. Yeah. Um, basically, the Star Wars fandom was like, "All right, we're done with the Skywalker." Or the, the, the writers were like, "We're done with we're done with the Skywalkers." Yeah. Have the fets, right? <laughs> so hmm. they gave us Bulba Fett. Yeah. Right, we're getting Din Djarin, who knows Boba Fett, by the way, and Omega, is, a
0: clone. She mm-hmm. technically,
1: weirdly, has the same DNA as Boba Fett. Yeah. She is Boba Fett's sister. She was the second clone right after him. Technically,
0: Obi Wan comes to Boba
1: Fett. Boba Fett, you have a sister. <laughs> you have a sister. <laughs> no, there is another. So you could potentially see. <laughs> there is another, three million. <laughs> you
0: could see Omega being in. A, a Book of Bobas Fett season two. Oh, by the that. way, Omega knows Fennec Shand from yep. the Bad
1: Batch. Exactly, who is now in with her brother, right? Mm-hmm. Like, who is his his right hand woman? So there's just there's just there are so many ways this could connect. And then you have Omega like getting to Ahsoka, and then does Omega have force powers? There's a whole like.
0: Mm -hmm. infinitude of of things. Oh, by the way, uh, from the Bad Batch, (laughs) we see the Kaminoans who are going to Mount Tantis, which is then connected to... Grand Admiral Thrawn. There it is. And... And, (laughs) You want to bring this up? No, you go ahead. Go for it. And we also see on Mount Tantis that there is the crest of the same... I think we mentioned this last time. The crest of the cloning team that we eventually see in The Mandalorian that's working with Moff Gideon. Yep. So we have that connection point. Yeah, we have that connection point as well. So I think in the question of who does he fight? Everyone. Some conglomeration <laughs> of all of these people. I think it's, it's going to be the to dream say, team. It's the only people who can take Thrawn down. It's right. got to be the dream team. Right. I think... This Ahsoka series is going to be the culmination of all of this. And I think in Ahsoka, we will see Ahsoka, we will see Sabine, possibly Hera, possibly Rex, maybe on a stretch Omega comes up. I think these characters are looking for Ezra and they come across Thrawn, right? And Ahsoka is well, looking for Thrawn. Ahsoka Thron. knows. Right. Yeah. So, Ahsoka so, knows where you find Thrawn, you find Ezra.
1: Right. So this is where I get to... It, and I want you to finish your point. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, and that's, that's my main point. I think just as we had multiple seasons of Mandalorian, and we're gonna have multiple seasons of Bad Batch, I think that the first... Well... I think is one season. Is it only one season? I think it's supposed to be just one season. So here's the difference. Here's what we could see. If Ahsoka's only one season, it's just going to be 100 straight from... Like, you're, you're going to go just start off 0-60, to 60, 12 seconds. It's going to be... Siege of Mandalore. <laughs> yeah, like, you're going to start off... Well, I think that would actually be yeah. a fairly good prediction of we finally get visual representation of the Siege of Mandalore in the first episode of Ahsoka. And then I think we zoom forward to Ahsoka and Hera, and Sabine, and Rex looking for Ezra, and I think they find Ezra and Thrawn and then I think it could get called back to, they use the help of the Mandalorian Din Djarin, and the help of the Mandalorian people Yeah, Mandalorians. To fight Thrawn. Was it S? Was that what you were looking for? I don't know. (laughs) But I think you see them call upon Din Djarin and Boba Fett and potentially Fennec, and maybe this is where we get an Omega entrance, maybe not, but I think that's how you tie in the Mandalorians to help fight Thrawn, because you're going to need all the help you can get. You're going to
1: need all the help you can get, and I also want to point something very important out here. They are not just making these characters necessarily tie in, but they are making these characters have a great respect for one another, and or make them friends. Boba Fett and Mando are friends. Yeah. They're friends, right? Like, hey, yeah. hey, we need you to do this job. We're gonna pay you. No, this one's on the house, right? Like, yeah. I'm just gonna come and yeah, I'll just die here, like with you. That's fine. If needed. Yeah, yeah, if needed, I'm just gonna die here with you. That's there are way worse ways to go, right? I don't think Ahsoka
0: and Mando are quite to that level of friendship. I don't think
1: no, they're they're not. But I think they respect one another. They're acquaintances. They're their acquaintances. They have a common bond with Grogu. Yeah, well, it'd be interesting to see. But 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 Mando is respected by Bo Katan. You can tell that because Bo Katan let Mando leave the ship without killing him, and then (laughs) you can tell that because he's alive. Yeah, and Bo Katan and Ahsoka have that relationship. So, so they have, they respect one another and or are friends, uh, you know. After well, in season seven, Sabine and Bocatan
0: also, and have then Sabine and bo relationship,
1: and then Sabine and Hera and Hera and, and Ahsoka, and all those people Yeah, they're all connected. It's gonna be this just amalgamate. You know, like at the end of episode nine, when this whole like ridiculous fleet shows up of everybody, right. It actually it's gonna be that building this. Yeah, for, ever since the beginning so, of Star so, Wars. But another thing I want to mention, and the reason Hera's is still in play, Hera is still in play, in episode seven, in episode nine, Hera's is still in play. We see the ghost in episode nine. It's true. We see the ghost in episode nine in that fleet. Could it be just a random ghost?
0: Yes. Is it a random ghost? No. Well, it'll be interesting to see too. Like theoretically, at the end of all this, they could have passed the ghost down to some character. Like, Omega. <gasps> Omega... Omega owns the ghost now. They're not like the same age, though. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, but yeah. Omega um, and Hera are like the same age. Omega and Hera are? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. They yeah. are. So yeah. The yeah, but Omega... Her clone children... not modified DNA to the point where she lives shorter. So, yeah.
1: No, it'd be fine. So, all so that. I have two big predictions. One, I think... I think we will see an Ezra who has converted, not necessarily to the dark side. Ezra was always that way. Ezra was always that way. He just was pulled to the dark side like constantly. A gray Jedi kind yes, of. Yes. But, I mean, no. He opens the Sith holocron,
0: so he who's, uses the dark who's side. Who's one of his mentors? Darth, Darth Maul.
1: Maul. No, ah. no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> just Maul. Just <laughs> You're Maul. You're right. He took the Darth out. Maul technically wasn't a the Sith The Darth anymore. was taken out, I should say. He wasn't a Sith. So, but he still but he's definitely still, used yeah, the dark side. He used the dark side. Definitely so he,
1: he has side. that pull towards him. And I think Thrawn will convince him to become at least a fallen Jedi. At the very least, he's going to be a fallen Jedi. And that's what we're going to see. I think Ezra will be working with Thrawn to accomplish Thrawn's vision. Thrawn will open his eyes to some things which we will elaborate on in another video for as to what the threat is. And yes. that kind of comes down to the who is he fighting. Yeah. Right? It could
0: be a mysterious... There's a greater enemy. There's a greater enemy. From the books. And and this is where, you know, when we say who is he fighting, I don't think that the Ahsoka show is a big enough platform to introduce that concept in. Well, yeah. Well, they could introduce it it, like, at the end, but I think this is about wrapping up the Rebels and Ahsoka and Thrawn and Ezra culmination. I think that we see this thread come to an end, right? We have all these threads that we're weaving together, and I think these all tie together to reach a finale in the Ahsoka series with Thrawn, which from there could lead to the other thing
1: that... We're not going to go into. Yeah, it. we're not going to go into. it. That's a big spoiler, I think, for Star Wars continuity yes. and, and everything like that. And I but
0: don't think that's going to come up in the episode. That'll show come up because it's a... so. I think exclusively could... connected It'll, to Timothy. Next next
1: time, no. Next time, next yes, you're right. Yes, but next time we get, next time we get, Thrawn on screen. It's going to become an issue. I, it, I but think I think you're right towards the end. I think but it's similar to... It's going to be a conversation between Ezra and Ahsoka, yes. or Ezra and Sabine. Why did you do it? And he's going to say, he showed me blah, blah, blah. And I I can't show it to you, but like if you, could, if you could have seen it,
0: you would have made the decisions I would have too. We need him to help us. And I think you're going to see what the Avengers movie was to Thanos... Right, you have the Avengers movie, yeah. Tony Stark goes up into space, he sees the the fleet of all the Chitari, and he sees Thanos and all this stuff, he sees this vision. I mean, he You're talking about you're the out. first one. Right. You're the talking about first, first the first Avengers. He sees movie. all that, right? Yeah. I think the Ahsoka series is going to oh, wrap up wow. like the Avengers does in here's this nice tight bow. Oh, also, by the way, there's this. You know, Thanos, oh. to Yo, your Where's story? Thrawn's base?
1: It's already been destroyed. By who? I don't know. Because <laughs>
0: remember, Thrawn lives in the unknown regions.
1: And there's a lot of Unstro- stuff. Yep. So, anyway. So, so then my other big prediction is, is, is that I think Ahsoka will die. And I don't think that's necessarily too controversial. She's got to die at some point. Yeah. Right? Might as well um, be in her show. Might as well be in her show, especially if it's only one season. Yeah. And then. We get a nice bow on it. I think she's going to die trying to save Ezra. If anybody can kill, or like convert him back to the light, if anybody can kill Ahsoka at this point, it's Thrawn. Yes. Yeah. I, he could kill it. Drop a spaceship on her or something. I don't know. Um, trap her. Do whatever. Yeah. But the reason I say this is because, like I said, she's got to die some way. She, if She could die of old age. Could happen. True. I don't think it will. Because there's she's so involved in everything. Oh, dude. And she didn't come to the Jedi Temple, she didn't help with episode 7, she didn't help. It. She didn't try to find Luke, she tried to like none of this stuff. And I get it. She's trying to she's tangential to that. Yeah. But she's still like now now we have seen her yeah. with Luke. She knows Luke. Yeah. So she's there. But we hear her talk to Rey in episode 9 as mm-hmm. if everybody else who talks to her is dead. Does that mean she's dead necessarily? No. Is it a really good argument to say that she's dead? Yes, I think so.
0: Yeah. I think she's And that's another dead. 20 years. Yeah. I, I think it's safe to say Pardon. once the events of episode nine happen, it's 20, 25 years because episode... Like, another 25. The Mandalorian... Like... Well, the Mandalorian is six years after episode six. You have to remember... So ben is like six years old and Ben's supposed ben to be what? Ben like... is maybe six, probably five. Yeah. I don't think Leia was pregnant on Endor maybe i guess we don't know that i can't immediately, make that claim immediately after yeah but um i think that you probably have a safe 25 to 30 years oh you know what i know that because i believe i i remember looking gosh and if my younger sister's listening to this podcast she got me a book and we were looking at this book. It's on Fun Facts on the Rise of Skywalker. It's a visual dictionary. Oh, and okay. Ben is like thirty-two and Ray is like nineteen and it's a little weird. Ooh. I'm remembering that right now. It's a little creepy Poor form. the dynamic. Um but it's that funny. means that it's probably about thirty years after <laughs> <laughs> the events of episode six. Where we see the events okay. of episode six. Okay. Month. So that would make Ahsoka real
1: old. And Togruta yep. Tagruda do not age well. Let me tell you. They kind of get old and wrinkly. Yeah, from the Clone Wars. They yeah. do not age well. And I don't think they live, like, a particularly long time. Not more than a um, human. Not more than a human. So, you know, you're talking, she's living...
0: I mean, yeah. She's she, lived through you the see, prequels. She's probably this... 18, 16, 18 years older than Luke is. Um, She's not that old in the Clone Wars. Like, she's... Young, she's in her teens yeah she's in the Clone eight Wars. yeah I guess like eighteen. So years. at the end of
1: the Clone Wars, I think she's about and look at how cantankerous old. Luke was after being on his own for so long. Think about it. So, yeah, okay. but
0: <laughs> he was one of your favorites, not mine. Anyway, um, so I think this is a good time to bring up the fact that I completely forgot that Hera has a son.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> a little blue haired. <laughs> no, green green haired human boy yeah. who's a I completely hybrid
0: forgot about this fact that Are we that's sure a that Chimera that... lived? I maybe not. But that's a character that we haven't talked about. Maybe Be, for good reason. Caleb, right? Yeah. Well in and it the she and Caleb had a son. Caleb. <laughs> Is his name Caleb? I think she named him Caleb. I don't know. Maybe. Um uh but That would be interesting to see how that could unfold. Maybe he pilots the ghost. Maybe he is piloting the ghost. There you go. I don't know. So, anyway, I just had that thought at some point. pulling here With Aunt Omega Fett. With Aunt Omega Fett. That's right. (laughs) Sorry, Omega Fett. Omega Fett. Thank you. Okay. So who is Thrawn leading? This is the second question that we have, and I think this is an important trail to go down. Before I do this, though, I got ahead of myself. I do want to just respond to Jared real quick. He mentioned Ezra going to being a fallen Jedi, which I think is just a pessimistic way of saying a grey Jedi. I don't think so I don't think Ahsoka <laughs> I don't is a fallen Jedi. Fell. I don't think Ahsoka would I don't think Ezra would be considered a fallen Jedi because he was trained by a Jedi and a Sith and a Grey Jedi. So I don't think he's no. Ahsoka fallen. never trained him. Ahsoka never trained him. She, okay, she did. She that's why I'm saying partially that's why I'm saying
1: influenced. Ahsoka cannot meet Omega and turn him down because she's done it with Grogu. <laughs> she's done it with yeah. With Ezra already. But
0: I don't. But I agree that I think he will be more of a centrist Force user than. So here's here's
1: why I base this on that as well. Let me let me back mm-hmm. this up for for your in in the original book series. Yes. There is a Jedi in Mount Tantus who was set to guard Mount Tantus yeah and he is crazy okay. and he is a fallen Jedi and Thrawn uses him and
0: this is where we get the return of Mace Windu Sorry. no no we can't have Samuel Jackson oh my it. gosh Samuel so, Jackson would hey, do it no can you imagine it's like hey Boba Fett can you come help me
1: nah man I'm running Tatooine I can't really do it right now it's like why would like Hey, but he's got a fallen why, Jedi why serving. do you need help who is it some dude named Mace Windu puts on helmet (laughs) let's go I don't know who it is but he's got a purple lightsaber
0: I'm on my way I'm on my way
1: that's why I say that because there was a fallen Jedi in the original doesn't mean there's gonna be one this time but it's following along a similar path but yeah so that's why that's why I think that and I do think that Ezra's just very susceptible to falling to the dark side and I think that Thrawn is a numbers guy and (laughs) Thrawn is a numbers guy to say it lightly (laughs) And if Ezra's convinced to Thrawn's way of thinking, he's going to be completely utilitarian about it. Yeah. It's going to be like, well, these lives don't necessarily matter because we
0: have to sacrifice yeah. X lives in order to... He clones Ezra. What if we have that? Oh, know. my gosh. Right, <laughs> no, we're not going there. So, the other thing that you mentioned, and then I want to get to who he leads, but the other thing you mentioned Will, was Ahsoka dying. I agree. I think she probably dies. You mentioned earlier when we were talking concepts for this episode... Uh, will Ahsoka be a Jedi? Will she come back oh, yeah, to I yeah. the lights, like, to fully embrace the Jedi? Yeah. I don't think so. I think she's pretty content in her ways. I think it's kind of solely based on, you know, she's had... It... If she was going to come back as a Jedi, I think she would have stayed on uh, the planet with Luke and helped him build the Academy and worked with him. And I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're more likely to see her die as a Grey Jedi yeah. than to become <clears throat> what the Jedi were. I, that's fair. That's fair. And I that's agree. why Yeah, I, I understand where you come from with... Yeah. It'll be interesting to
1: see, will she force Ghost or not? Yeah. Does Is Anakin going to put everything into saving you know, it, that's another interesting thing to me and an aside that we can completely remove out of this episode if we
0: want to. Did we get confirmation that Hayden Christensen was going to be in the Ahsoka show? We did. I just remembered that. Yeah. So I forgot about that too.
1: Yeah. We, we, we're going to have Force Ghost Anakin. Yeah. Or Hologram Anakin. Which is
0: highly possible Or too. flashback to Podracing Anakin. So, so we should I'd, get back so, to... So
1: what I just found out that Liam completely forgot about is that... Um, Hayden Christensen is confirmed to be in the we Ahsoka show. <laughs> we both forgot about this. Hayden Christensen's actually confirmed to be in the Ahsoka show, which yes. means we're going to either get flashback Luke or, or get flashback Anakin. Excuse yeah. me, flashback Anakin. We're going to get Harry. hologram Anakin, or we're going to get Force Ghost Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. These are pretty much our only options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, like, you're looking at me weird. You made a weird noise. You went. <laughs> 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 no, I, I don't know what you're what thinking. Oh my gosh,
1: I still don't know what you're thinking. Okay, in the original books for Mount Santis. oh gosh, um, Mundi, the you're Jedi right. there who's crazy mm-hmm. t- has Luke's hand, which we know. Palpatine has Luke's hand. The one that gets cut off in Bespin. Oh, we know. What the? Yeah, <laughs> so we know. What? We know it's in the in the Sith comics, uh, the Vader comics. It's oh. it's in. Oh, I
0: see where you're going with
1: this. So, but who whose hand got cut off? Two, Anakin's hand got cut off. Who's a more powerful Jedi, Anakin or Luke? Anakin. Anakin. Regardless. Yeah, doesn't matter. No debate. In the original books, this crazy Jedi clones Luke. And has a dark side Luke named Luke with two with two U's, which is uh, one of the yes. weirder, stupidest things that ever we... happened. But what if he has Anakin's hand and they clone Anakin?
0: Anna <laughs> and Anna Anakin. Anna And they clone Banan-kin. Anakin
1: Anakin. <laughs> um, it's late. Um, anyway. So no no. But if they clone Anakin, and that's the dark side thing they have to face, this... Mm-hmm. Could, okay, hold on. Let me wrap everything up for you in a beautiful bow of something that could actually happen that would justify Luke retreating. If Luke shows back up to a, on the assault to a Mount Tantis, and he has to fight him, well, his yeah. father in, like, full form, it's gonna take a lot out of him. But
0: this is where I get back to... We also, I don't think the scope of this show is large enough. I don't think that, A, you know, this is... I think that Disney takes concepts from original books, original series, all this stuff, and they try to use them, like we see with Mount Tantis, right? I think that for them to take a series that was retconned and bring out something like that that's so big that they bring Anakin back, or they clone Anakin, I think that's too large for the scope of this show to for us to see. Well, that's fair. But I, I do
1: want to point out that Mount Tantis is, is a cloning facility, and its primary goal is going to be trying to clone it's, a Force-sensitive. It's good
0: to know. They it's can't, good to keep in
1: mind. They're, they're going to be trying to clone a Force-sensitive. Yes. And here's another thing I just thought of. And this sorry for the ten just the the rambly yeah, nature of it. Yeah. Who does he lead? But <laughs> we know Snoke and Luke fight. We know they actually have an exchange. That's why this version of Snoke we see is like cut up before before episode, episode 7. So we could see Luke fight Snoke at some point in here. And that could be Another aspect, because Snoke that is just the Emperor's yes. puppet walking around, well, right?
0: And, and if
1: the Emperor is trying to oversee what's going on in Mount Tantus, trying to figure out how the cloning is going, or try to take the tech, or maybe he's the overseer or whatever it is, yeah, that's something we could see. Uh, totally well, possible there. And we see them in the vats and Mando. Yes. We
0: see yes. what looks like. So this really is Janky actually Snoke's. a good segue into who does see lead, because I think it's important. Yeah. You know, the three things that we kind of thought of are... Who does he lead? It could be one of three options. It could be the Chiss Ascendancy, yes, which is his people Correct. in the Unknown Regions. I think, like I discussed earlier, that's probably not going to happen in this show. In the Ahsoka show. I think that could happen down the line, but I don't think that will happen in the Ahsoka show. I think that's a little too big. Who else could he lead? He could lead the First Order, in which case I think that this tie-in with... Snoke and I think that this tie in with the cloning that could actually be that could actually be something. If he's going to if Thrawn is going to be connected to the First Order, right. I think you've got something. However, I think it's more likely that Thrawn looks at the First Order and doesn't want to have a part to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. think I think that he more likely goes with the third option, which is a splinter remnant of the Empire. I think he had a lot of followers in the Empire that liked him. He had a lot of people that hated him. I think the people that hated him were probably more likely to go along with the First Order. I think the people that liked him, and you see this in the books, not they don't just like him, they trust him. Because honestly some of them don't like him, but they trust and respect him. Yeah. And I think that you can deny the results. Right. I think people thought he was arrogant and all, you know, whatever. You could say a lot about him. But they knew that he was smart and they knew that he delivered. And I think that's where we could see a large group, small group, whatever. I think we could see a group of people follow Thrawn, create a different splinter cell of Imperial Remnant. And that ties into, maybe that's Moth Gideon's people, or maybe Moff Gideon becomes the First Order. You know, you kind of have this, this so yeah potential for either one, right? <clears throat> but I think that the likelihood that we see more splinters of the Imperial Remnant... Like, y- you see that in books, you see that in video games, you see that in movies. When the Empire fragmented, they fragmented in a bunch of different directions. And I think that this could be a cool look into what happened. Because then... You know, like I said earlier, an event over the course of 25 years, if Thrawn has, let's say, let's say a sizable fleet, if he has, you know, six, eight Star Destroyers, if he has some cruise ships, if he has some Corvettes, if he, you know, that's a large enough fleet that that's formidable, but not exactly formidable to take on the galaxy. I think that more fits with the timeline and the scope of the shows that we're looking at, where him... And the Mandalorians, and Ahsoka, and Din Djarin, and Boba Fett, and all these people. I think they can tie together, and I think that could be equal forces going against each other. Yeah. I don't know where Ahsoka would get six to eight Star Destroyer-type ships, slash, light cruisers. You know, like, that's kind of where, you know, you would need more than that. But I think that when we look to see who to Thrawn lead, I think it's an Imperial fragment that is ...different from what the First Order becomes. And... I think it... Like Jared said... I don't even know that the show... Ends with that being destroyed. I think there is a possibility that... We could see Ezra... Become a great Jedi... And... Actually be sympathetic to Thrawn. And again, maybe not like him. Maybe not be his biggest fan. But understand that some of the things Thrawn did... Were necessary... For the betterment of the galaxy, which is kind of the theme of the entire Thrawn yeah. saga. If yeah. you know, when you read the books, and I'm not gonna go into it, he makes risky, sometimes uh, brazen actions that sometimes get others in trouble and put them at risk, but ultimately, is for the betterment of the people he commands, and it is for the betterment of. The Chiss Ascendancy, yep, which is his ultimate loyalty. And that's where I think we're going to see this fragment of Imperial Remnant. And at some point, I think it does tie back to Chiss. I don't think that's going to be within the scope of this. I think that this story is focused on Thrawn and the Empire and the characters that we know from Known Space. And I think it is wrapped in a nice bow. This storyline is resolved... But I do think, you know, just as I said, I think the first episode of Ahsoka could be something like the Siege of Mandalore. It could be something where they interact with Thrawn and Ezra and Omega and all this stuff. I think it's wrapped up. I liked my end, my Avengers thing earlier because I think that you could see an end scene of the last episode where they have this threat from the Unknown Regions begin just one more thread and then i think that's a project that you can go down maybe that's where we tie in rangers of the new republic maybe we see tie-ins that we won't know about right now right but maybe andor and kenobi and the sith acolyte tv shows you know those we didn't include as part of the feloniverse because they're kind of separate but maybe there are themes that are explored in those that can ultimately tie back into some of the other stuff that result from the Ahsoka show and dealing with Thrawn. Don't forget about Willow, the Ewok show, supposedly or whatever.
1: So anyway <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I agree with all of that. I think that's great and I I think the analogy's fantastic. And I, there's a good chance that we see something happen where, you know, they dismantle Thrawn's forces and or they dis, they disperse and then suddenly you see what it was that they were holding back. It's like, hey, Thrawn's forces didn't fully commit to this conflict with us. That's kind of weird, isn't it? It's like, no, actually, they were doing something actually important rather than swatting you guys away. And then now, they have all left. Or they're all no longer in existence. You were just dealing with his scouting force. Yeah, yeah. What? what?
0: barely survived. What?
1: Yeah, yeah. One Star Destroyer? three. Uh, This is where I also come down to something being interesting with the Dark Troopers and Moff Gideon. When we talk about where, whose side is Moff Gideon on? Does Moff Gideon serve Thrawn? Does Moff Gideon serve the Emperor mm-hmm. and the Exegol group? There is, <clears throat> I think, there's a very reasonable chance Moff Gideon serves Thrawn, but is actually working for the Emperor because the the, the light cruiser he commands has a hangar bay on it, okay. which was Thrawn's biggest complaint. <clears throat> Thrawn's biggest complaint <laughs> about the the light cruiser was that there were there was no fighter support. Yeah. Now there's no tie defenders in it, so that well, I mean, you know, who no. knows. So but but it didn't have a hanger. Yeah. It but don't they use I want to say that they had tie fighters that jumped to hyperspace, but maybe they didn't. Who? <clears throat> oh. The new Tie Fighters we've seen, the ones that land and all that, I thought they were more uh,
0: the more like uh, First Order. The has, First Order ones do,
1: yeah. Which yeah. It, it doesn't I explain anything. Cause, don't believe Moff Gideon's
0: can hyperspace okay. travel. So they can at least because land remember regular Tie Fighters could not. Yes, and they no shields. No, no, and I doubt that they've had the technological advancements in six years with next to zero. Fun- I guess not next to zero. They have some funding, but. They still have some Swiss bank accounts. With yeah, the, the, the banking clan. <laughs> <laughs> some Kanto by still exists. Accounts, yeah. But
1: um, so all that to say, I think, I think, <clears throat> I think we've kind of rambled on quite a bit. I think we could say we could we could just keep going on this topic for a long time yeah. because the more you think about it, the more things will reveal themselves, and the well, more there's potential more minutia, threats. And right. Like, like we said, there's an infinite number of possibilities and yes. things that can happen. So you can always kind of dredge up something. But I think the let's let's just the highlights mm-hmm. of what of what Let's we're wrap looking it up. at here. TLDR. Yeah. Highlights of what we're looking at here is we're looking at a conglomerate, a coalition of all of these felony burst characters. We're talking maybe Rex, Sabine, uh, Ahsoka, um, Ezra, Hera Ezra, Hera. Bat Her- well, so Ezra I think we'll find with Thrawn. Sure. But ultimately moving towards Thrawn. Okay. Maybe sure. via the way of stopping at Mandalore. Yeah. Right. We're going I think we're going to see Mandalorian season 3 of Mandalorian. I don't see how you can't include Mandalorian. You've got to. You have got to. We know that Bo-Katan now has a light cruiser. Yep. That they took from Gideon's. Gideon's. <laughs> Gideon's. Yeah. So <laughs> there there's a whole group of individuals who are going to get together who have a particular set of skills hmm. um, who who will lead this
0: assault. Qui-Gon Jinn makes his return just to make Omega that reference. Omega is
1: going to know where Mount Tantiss is.
0: Say that part again because I interrupted you.
1: Omega is going to know where Mount Tantis is. If if Hauser gets taken to Mount Tantis mm-hmm. and they break him out, and I, I can never remember the name of the own who went. Is it Lomasu? No. Nalase. 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 Say is there. And keep wants to keep in touch with Omega. She's going to... Omega's going to know where it is. That's how I can see Omega mm-hmm. being tied in. Yeah. Omega knows where Mount Tantis will be. Yep. Yeah because um, this is a high-tech facility. This is a secret facility. Now, now, if you were to arrive at this planet, you would automatically know where it is because it's cut out of the side of a mountain and it's ginormous, but, and it's multiple mountains, it would appear. Yeah. But um, anyway, so we're going to have all these main characters over all these universe shows come together, form a team, to go after Thrawn's remnant forces, most likely. I, think, I agree with you. I think it's most likely going to be Imperial remnant forces, could be first order, working tangential to them. Could also be chis ascendancy. I think there's a chance that we kind of see them in the end. You know, if yeah. we have if we have the <clears throat> big bad, the big bad show up, mm-hmm. um, at the very end. You could also envision a cloaked ship off to the side, giving a report as to what was what just happened. Yep. You know, as as is typical fashion for what we have what we've seen in the books. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so. So you can have all of that going on. And and so Thrawn will be the main antagonist. Ahsoka will be the main yeah. protagonist, I think, leading this along. And then I think she will perish yeah. in, this, in the
0: last episode. One of the interesting things to see will be, if we are correct, and a lot of this holds true, how does the Armorer come into play? And how does the remnant of Death Watch... Because remember... Um, what's, uh, what's oh, the yeah. guy's name? Who's the... Vizsla. He's a Visla. Yeah. Tar Vizsla. Yeah. No. Is it Tar? Who's... Gosh, it's Tar The heavy dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Vizsla that is the one of two remaining Mandalorians is the, like, descendant of pre-Vizsla who controls Death Watch. And we see that Controlled. come into play. Controlled <laughs> Death Watch. And we see that come into play throughout the Clone Wars and Rebels. Do we see if the uh, uh, protagonists that we're talking about, if Ahsoka and Sabine and Bo-Katan and all these people can inspire the Mandalorians to help fight Thrawn, do we see the Armorer, do we see Visla come in and try and lead an opposition force like they did with Death Watch previously and try and counter that and work with Thrawn? Kind of a side... Kind of a stretch, I,
1: but... I think that the Armorer and Bo-Katan are going to fight to the death. I mean... And I think the Armorer is most likely a Maldalorian. Um, I mean, and because you seen the horns she, on her helmet? Well, because she, she has a very negative opinion of bo Because yeah. she believes she broke the rules. Yeah. Um, the rules about the Darksaber, yeah. specifically. And... That was kind of the division between the Maul That was not the way. That was not the way. The Maul which were the Mandalorians that followed Darth Maul after, Maul after he took and won the Darksaber in combat against Pre Vizsla and killed him. And then Bo-Katan led the Night Owls, which were the splinter group that were like, no, we're not going to serve Maul because he's crazy. Yeah. And he doesn't deserve it. And so then there was that whole situation where right. she didn't bend the knee to the official tradition. And so that's where, and then she accepted it from Sabine. So there was just, like, this whole thing. So, whatever. We still have to get the plot as to how she loses it to Moff Gideon. Correct. um, Eventually as well. Which is potentially something we could explore in Andor. Um, Maybe.
0: That's the right time period. It is. I still think it's more likely that we see Andor. It could be. No, because Andor's... We don't know. There's three seasons of Andor, so... Three,
1: yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be five originally, which is pretty crazy. But, anyway... Again, we get, we're,
0: we're
1: just going on. So. There's a lot we can speculate about.
0: Thank you guys for tuning in. Liam, um, do you have anything to add? No, I think you know we covered what we came to cover. Um, this is exciting stuff. This is kind oh, of yeah. where I think we both get really excited because it is rewarding when you've spent so much time with so many series and you start to see the pieces coming together like this. Oh, yeah. It's just a testament to what we wanted from Star Wars. This is... This is the stuff that we want to see. We are willing to invest the time and energy in watching and reading and listening to the stories they have. And now, oh yeah. It's oh, all yeah. coming together. <laughs> it's all coming together. Copyright uh, strike. No, I, am. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> all right, everyone.
1: Have a great day, and we will see you next week, which will be the May 4th episode, which we have a special plan for you. Yes. Um, on that day, which will definitely come out on that day, exactly, <laughs> as, according to the plan for which we've set out. All right. Thanks,
0: everyone. <laughs> Bye.